Hello, everybody. My name is Mark. And my name is Britton. And today, we're going to talk about Wally by Pixar. Yes. The and, very same. Yes. The very same Pixar. And, um, well, let's just get started. Now, I like this movie a lot. I think this is a really uh, fun and mm-hmm. colorful and uh, well animated movie. Yeah. And uh, I think this is only my second or third time actually watching it all the way through. Um, I used to, my nephew used to watch it a lot, but I'd always, you know, just kind of tune in and out, you know, every now and again. Uh, yeah. So I've only seen this once before. And uh, this was 2006, I think. Uh, eight. 2008? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, man, 12 years ago. And, yeah, I, I still think that the movie uh, holds up pretty well. It holds up pretty well. The, uh... Yeah, the graph or the uh, the special effects. I guess it's all special effects, but yeah. the uh, computer graphics still hold up. Uh, it doesn't look dated by any stretch of the imagination, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, definitely no crow's feet on this one. This is a movie back in the day when I was a projectionist. Uh, yeah, I yeah I, I projected this movie and Pixar. Uh, Pixar is very very. Uh, Hands not hands on, but you know they they reach out to the projectionists like they'll give you baseball caps and you know Swag, collectors. Basically. Yeah, they'll give you all kinds of things just to kind of make sure that uh, you know you're keeping their film in good order and keeping it uh, clean and projecting it right. That's cool. Um, so let's just give a very very brief overview of uh, what the plot is about for the yeah. three people who haven't seen this one yet. Um, you can start. So Wally is a. You know, little robot. He, actually, I don't think he's really that little. I think he's like, you know, half a, half a person tall at yeah, least. He's six foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he he's a robot. Uh, you know, very you know, highly implied, like the last of his kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like uh, there was an army of them. Uh, and his task is cleaning up Earth after uh, humanity left it uninhabitable for centuries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so. He, he go on. I was gonna say they just pretty much humans left the mess and said we're peacing out to the stars and uh, we're gonna just fly around in space for the rest of our lives see yeah and so yeah Wally and his kin but uh, you know are the robots you know tasked with cleaning all that up uh, he's the last one until centuries later uh, you know this other robot Eve. Uh, you know, Eve uh, comes down and you know, you know it kind of puts a uh, a wrench in the works in his whole routine and uh, you know she is it a she yeah she, yeah she is a she is it a she uh, a, she steals basically like he finds a a plant yeah. uh, in a refrigerator he puts it in a boot and this just so happens to be that's what happens and this shows just so happens to be. Um, what Eve come is coming down looking for, like her. Yeah. There's there's thousands and thousands of these little probes that are looking for plant life on Earth, and she's the first in 700 years to find actual plant life. Yeah. And when she goes back up into space, um, Wally hitches a ride, and uh, we find out that there's a power struggle between the autopilot and the human pilot because the autopilot has. Uh, pretty much secret orders to never return to Earth. Yeah. And the human pilot is all gung-ho for returning to Earth. So the movie is basically trying to get this plant to the right guy and get the whole of humanity back to Earth to start yeah. again. And uh, throughout this whole film, there is a uh, subtext of like these two robots having some kind of 
uh, relationship with each other. Like it, it's on top of a uh, kind of a space adventure and science fiction. It's also a romance. It's a beautiful little cute, you know, romance for robots. Yeah, a robe man. Okay, a romance. Uh, I'm like, oh wait, that makes sense already. <laughs> so, uh, th- but this was this is the first movie in the set. You know that uh, you know first movie that I would start saying is the beginning of Pixar's depression depressing series. Okay, like, what were the other ones? Like, I, I don't know. I, I hear, like, the, uh, I don't know what the what it was called, the one where the little girl and all of her mo- emotions are personified. Oh, Inside Out? Yeah, supposedly that... Herman's that, Head? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but so, supposedly that one was a bit of a downer. Oh, and, I have uh, to watch that. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't either. Um, but, uh, it's a coming, don't worry. Uh, I don't know. I, I always was a, a bigger fan of DreamWorks. Uh, you know, as opposed to Pixar, not not particularly uh, because uh, you know one is of better quality than the other. It's just DreamWorks seems to have you know have more fun. Yeah, you like a bunch of fart jokes and uh, uh, no, burps well, yeah, and everything. But, but uh, yeah, Pixar is always a little bit heavy with their subject matter. Like, yeah, I guess I guess I can get behind that because um, especially especially when you get to a certain uh, part of. Pixar, like Toy Story One, was yeah. fun. Yeah, a was. Bug's Life was like, all right, we're just gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. Toy Story Two even was <laughs> fun. Then you get to Toy Story Three, it's like uh, growing up's a bitch. <laughs> uh, Toy Story, Toy Story, uh, Toy Story Three was you know kind of a you know, toys going through an ex- existential crisis. And I haven't seen Part Four yet, but I'm sure it's not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, there's some things I want to talk about with uh, with Wally itself. Yeah. Um, before we lose that, you know, trail forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are a few, I guess, elements watching this uh, a second time that I guess I didn't really uh, think about the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's fairly obvious that they have uh, a lot of allusions to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, especially with the uh, the Axiom's main. Uh, uh, I program the uh, AI program. The uh, auto. Yeah, auto and um, versus Hal uh, nine thousand. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, I know, I know that uh, that two thousand one Space Odyssey and Kubrick don't own that that bit of music. That no, uh, was it. Thus uh, spake. Uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. Like it's a seventy four letter word. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. So I know they don't own it, but they definitely use it in here, and uh, they both. Both of them basically had this idea of like secret orders that a, the ship yeah. has, you know, and logic above uh, reasoning, kind of. I guess logic and reasoning are one and the same, yeah. but logic over, you know, rationale, kind of. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Does I don't remember if there was. I don't really remember if there was a secret orders from uh, two thousand nine thousand. It was. Um, yeah, they were going. Oh yeah, the uh, the the monolith. Yeah, the monolith. And, and uh, uh, he had a he had a lie the yeah. the how the because yeah. I I was wondering if it's it's uh, a more apt comparison if Otto was compared to RoboCop with uh, Prime <laughs> Directive Four <laughs> like we will not return to Earth like he starts to shut down <laughs> whenever like he starts trying to get near Earth so it's, yeah. like a, it's a real danger for him um, and at, identification and at the end of uh, at the end of Wally, the guy does get you know dipped in a toxic waste and splattered. So I guess that's another one. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also a. I'm not gonna get too deep into the uh, 
like a lot of the subject matter that is in this movie yeah. because there is, you know, definitely an environmental, you know, theme yeah, to it. And, you and know, man's dependency on technology. Yeah, and um, those two are so obvious and everyone talks about them. I don't really want to talk about yeah, too much. No. But I will say that one thing that I noticed uh, this time, which, again, was always there. I just, you know, was not really paying too much attention to it, I guess, is mm-hmm. the, uh, the heavy almost consumerism. Um, yeah, especially the by and large, which uh, which is the corporation that runs basically everything in the future, um, and they run the uh, the Axiom spaceship. They own mm-hmm. it, and the CEO is basically like when he's given his speeches and he's given like the little briefings and everything. Yeah, like it basically looks like he's in the seal of the White House. Yeah, I, I think. Well, they call him Mr. Yeah, Mr. President. president. So I, I think at that point he's the president of the world for all intents and purposes. Yeah, they call it like because there's like the the little seal says something about like global leadership, and I'm yeah. like, huh, interesting. He's very, like, very he's interesting. Like, they, I think they tagged him as the world CEO or something like that. Yeah, and that is. Um, that's a really that's a pretty cool like idea and they do hint about it um even in this uh, 700 years in the future well after uh president fred willard is like left <laughs> you know and gone his separate ways um because they'll be uh you know floating around and saying all right well we're doing red now red's the big thing Ooh, red all yeah. right or ooh, blue yeah. and they'll change things around and I was like, yeah, this is a, this is a kind of you know, it's it's not the front and center um, plot of the story, but it is definitely in there. It is mm-hmm. definitely a part of it, and I do like. I think that's the best way to do any kind of uh, any kind of message or you know anything like that is yeah. Don't make it front and center. Don't you know the, even the humanitarian uh, like environmental stuff isn't front and center because front and center it's a cute little love story between robots trying to, you know, pretty much have a space adventure and, you know, yeah. get, get thing from point A to point B. And, um, yeah, but I do want to point to uh, a point. I want to point. <laughs> you saw me, you saw that bird. I want to point. Get the uh, point. I, I, we, we didn't, I want, you know, we didn't want to bring that out until the next season. I want to, I want point stick number three. Bring it down. No. All right. I'm going to point it myself. <laughs> point. All right, now that I've lost track, I want to point out one last thing. Yeah. And that thing is as follows. And I am definitely not stalling for time because I've already forgotten (laughs) what I wanted to talk about. Um, But no, I wanted to talk about the opening, I'd say maybe half hour of the movie. Yeah. uh, Where there's hardly any dialogue spoken. The only dialogue is like through a commercial or through a Hello Dolly. Oh, is that, was that the movie? I'm pretty sure that's the movie. I'm about 90% sure. Um, but I do kind of like that, you know, it does start off and kind of, I guess, let the story tell itself as opposed yeah. to, uh, as opposed to, you know, having, like, things speak every now and again. Like, he only says a few words, like Wally and <laughs> Eve. <laughs> like, the, they, they really managed to... Uh, capture the wide array of emotions between these two characters with as little dialogue as possible. And as I was sitting there, I was watching it, and I was thinking, it's kind of funny that Wally as a character is a much more expressive character without speaking than a lot of characters in movies are with speaking. Like, um, I don't know, uh, well, let's think of, what was that movie we watched yesterday with Steven Seagal? Oh my god. None of the characters in that movie were as expressive as Wally. <laughs> like, 
I, I almost want to do an entire podcast on that movie because that warrants. Oh man, General that was Commander. A, yeah, that's what it was. Maybe yeah, we'll do right. one later. Whew. But uh, yeah, it's it goes to show, uh, you know, the difference between the talent of direction and talent of acting, uh, and you know, the absence of that. I I have a question. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, when we were watching it, but I just kind of forgot. Um, do you think now, because Eve has that gun arm, yeah. which is, I guess, a hand cannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think, who do you think would win in a fight? Eve or Johnny Five? Uh, that's tough. Like I'm going to say the first movie, Johnny Five, when he still had, you know, a laser. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, I would, you know, I do want to say Eve, uh, by virtue of the fact that she has technology several centuries more advanced hmm. than the robot from 1980s. <laughs> uh, I will also say Eve, but I will say it because Johnny Five has a conscience. Um, you know, he he's, he doesn't want to destroy things. Like, even the uh, other Johnny Fives, I guess the Johnnies 2, 3, and 4, <laughs> like, he doesn't destroy them, he just reprograms them, you know, which is much more horrifying now I think about it. He lets them live a living lie, basically, and... Uh, Wait, he, he just... I haven't seen Short Circuit in a very long time. He just programs them sentience? Um, well, he programs them to be the Three Stooges. <laughs> three robots come after him. In the movie, mm -hmm. and um, they try to kill him, and he just kind of, you know, makes a bunch of dumb comments and escapes. And, like, one by one, he, like, you know, he kind of traps them and uh, yeah. shuts them down, reprograms them so that they become the Three Stooges. And I like to believe that that he gave them life somehow through doing this. I, I think immediately after the aftermath of that uh, whole debacle, that they were just put in a compactor. <laughs> And they were doing stick the entire time. Like oh yeah, one hundred percent. Poking each other in the eyes and and all that until just until like the uh, battery core was erupted. <laughs> what are you doing, wise guy? Oh, come over here. Uh, what are you guys doing? I like to think that it's the uh, the same battery that the T eight hundred has in, <laughs> like that hydrogen cell. Yeah, that just, just nukes everything. <laughs> And uh, and gets the bad guy from uh, Mannequin and and along with it. Ah, uh, yeah, Terminator Chowderhead. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? That would actually be a pretty funny uh, concept. But uh, the Three Stooges getting attacked by the Terminator. Yeah, like um, like the uh, some wires get crossed somewhere, and it's like. <laughs> Like, we can only send, uh, we can only send a few people back, and somehow, you know how they always just wind up like, where are those, you know, futuristic soldiers that I hired to, to go back in time and protect John Connor, and, uh, or Sarah Connor, rather, and it's them, oh, we don't know nothing about protecting, shut up and get in the, tra the, the phase transmissile device. I, I imagine they go back in time and they just, they, they fall from the building like they 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 always form in the sky for some reason yeah of course but uh ah, where's your pants chowderhead <laughs> i left them in the future <laughs> or uh yeah, mo it's getting cold or like when they when they arrive um they're still clothed but it's like <laughs> smoky and sooty you know and they just kind of fall out you know, like it's, just, like, like it's the clear, clearly the mannequin yeah, that they exactly. would always use. And then it just lands, and then they get up, and it's them, like, ah, mm, he does this little wave at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
And <laughs> that pudding head doesn't eat. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't feel. <laughs> He's gonna rip his fucking heart, her fucking heart out. Like, mm, Mo, you said the word Mom doesn't like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got one for you right here. Psh, 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 psh. Mm. Can I go, guys? Uh, do you need me for this, really? <laughs> so I, I imagine the scenario would be that uh, the Terminator. Uh, yeah, or Skynet sent a uh, T-800 back in time to get Sarah Connor, but mm -hmm. uh, they, they missed by about 50 years. <laughs> so uh, the Terminator goes back and... Yeah. And, and like, it starts fighting the, uh... It, it starts fighting, like, it, they... You know, these down-and-out, uh, you know, bums are, are scraping around for food, and then all of a sudden, like, there's, you know, this wind rustles up, and these, uh, <laughs> these lightning sparks... Ah! Nice day for a storm, is it? <laughs> See, I, I was thinking very similar to that idea, except that yeah. they, you know, the Terminator misses, like, you know, even one fraction of a second, like, leads to, like, 50 years. Yeah. Back, uh, back. <laughs> and, uh, and so it looks for the nearest relatives, the closest relatives of the, the Connor family, and it is, like, one of the three stooges. <laughs> it's curly. Yeah. <laughs> and my Terminator in my movie would be, uh, uh, Curly Joe. No, no. It'd, be, it'd be Joe Besser. No, stop it. Shemp? No, no, it's Curly. What are you doing? Uh, you, you want you want Curly to be the T-800, the Terminator? Oh, oh, the T-800. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, the relative of John Connor. No, no. Uh, hmm. Who would I have... Uh, like, there's not a lot of... Like, there's that old guy that, you know, every once in a while, uh, <laughs> like, pops up, and they would just kind of... Inadvertently beat the shit out of him, but uh, maybe uh, maybe the Marx Brothers, his hmm, Groucho Harpo, the, or, or Harpo is funny. Yeah, he doesn't really talk. I want your eh, your eh, and your eh. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like uh, the the guy's banging on his door for rent, and he just honks a horn. Wow. Eh, okay. Uh, I imagine a T one thousand. Just so we can have the, uh, you know, the, uh, call to Shemp. Oh, that, I know this hurts. <laughs> I, I guess if, we, if we're going to do a T-1000, it would have to be, uh, uh, what's his name? Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> or, or, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know which is funnier, uh, uh, oh, what's his, uh, uh, uh oh, yeah, oh, no, I don't know which would be funnier, uh, Laurel or Hardy. Uh, <laughs> well, they're you know what I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that it's like a regular T1000 or no, it's yeah. uh, it's Laurel um, <laughs> or uh, uh, no, it's Hardy. It's Hardy, the bigger one. The That's bigger, it, yeah. Oliver Hardy. Yeah, I believe um, Oliver Hardy is. But the it's, it's like the Terminator Dark Fate that uh, it the T8 the T1000 like liquid part comes off of him, and the robot part is uh, yeah. Laurel. So Laurel and Hardy are there. It's just that <laughs> you know when they're merged, it's just one of them. That's hilarious. And uh, so okay, so when they're both merged, it's Hardy, and yeah, when they're yeah separate. when they're separate, it's. I guess Laurel and a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a skeleton with like the little bowler hat. Yeah, and it scares him. <laughs> and the little fright wig. Ah. <laughs> and I imagine the T one thousand in this one, since it's a Three Stooges bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have like stabbing items. He just has wrenches. So he just like wrenches Curly's nose. <laughs> I know this hurts. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 
call to Shemp now. <laughs> hey, Mo, who get this guy out? Oh gosh, this is just gonna get way uh, out of hand. Gonna... Mo with like the long pipe that just stabs right through it. <laughs> Mo with the with the uh, what do you call it with the uh, the pipe Maybe. through him, <laughs> or uh, or that big fight scene. Uh, between the Terminator and the er, and the uh, T-1000. Like, when he punches him and his head goes all to mush. <laughs> ah, that guy's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, just taking the, uh, you know, taking the, the, the long, uh, was it, the steel bar or whatever and just smashing his face into it. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Or, uh, running the rod through his chest. Or, you know, doing the, uh... <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say the Oslo La Vista scene, but I can't think of a... Oh, I know, uh, maybe it would be a, uh, <laughs> spread out. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Now that... This is something that people really need to start writing down. Like the Three I, Stooges, uh... Meet the Terminator. Meet the Terminator. They met Sinbad, why not the Terminator? Yeah, and Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we so, talk about that in our first podcast? Uh, we talked about it in one of them. Oh, anyway, go ahead. What are you saying? Uh, I don't remember. I got you. I got distracted I, talking it, about. <laughs> like, any chance? How would they? How would they? Uh, how would they kill the Terminator? You think? Like, I, I imagine some kind of like inadvertent explosion. Yeah. Well, I imagine. Was it right. just a stick of dynamite? Stick of dynamite in the ribs, like in the first one? No. Hear me out on this. Okay. <laughs> this may get a little wacky. Uh, I I would expect it to. Um, somehow, it ends with them riding a rocket, like a rocket taking <laughs> off, and it takes the uh, the T eight hundred or the T one thousand with it, yeah. and they just kind of fly off and. Then there's an explosion, and then they're in heaven with like you know the clouds and the uh, and, and then it's just <laughs> and it's like no. well if we completed our mission and they all start shaking hands like that three way sh handshake <laughs> thing and then they see angel wings and here comes the T1000 rising up and and they run around you know, run away from him to yep. the pearly gates and that's where it ends the uh, hmm. I was gonna say something uh, with a biplane, <laughs> like, like uh, you know, all three of them are cl crammed into one seat in the biplane, or two are, are crammed into a seat in the biplane, and Curly and the T one that or the Terminator on the wings playing uh, tennis, yeah, playing tennis, just doing all kinds of shtick, uh, shtick like uh, you know, trying to keep on balance, like uh, <laughs> uh, you know. You know, uh, meanwhile, Mo is, you know, trying to hunt some, uh, shoot down some ducks. And, yeah. uh, I imagine he's trying to fly the plane levelly. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, Larry is trying to eat, like, a big sandwich and it keeps on getting in his way. Yeah, like, he mistakes the, uh, uh, the, the throttle for, like, a hot dog and tries to eat it or something. <laughs> and so, like, just imagine, like, just imagine Mo flying the plane and all of a sudden, like, a sandwich comes into his nose. And he, <laughs> and he like, you know, gets angry and starts, you know... Then he gets distracted, and the plane starts, you know, tipping over, and then or, or uh, Larry, Larry gets scared and covers his eyes. And <laughs> like, see, uh, I actually, I'm starting to think maybe, maybe the complete other way, where it's a very, you know, they they act very seriously. They don't break character the whole time. <laughs> There's one more chip. He starts pointing to his head. Yeah. We have where, to, where? We have to destroy it too. Hmm. 
That's- I, I guess he can't- I, I guess Curly can't not do shtick. Yeah. And... <laughs> I order you not to go! He like, waves him off. <laughs> or, or it's a, Here's one more chip! Where? Right here. Where? Right here. It, you're pointing to your noggin. Yeah, it's in my head! Well, get it out of there. <laughs> I can't! Okay, I got it. Ooh! <laughs> like, it just shows him, like, opening his head and, like, starting to pull out a bunch of- See, I already went off my completely yeah, serious know. thing immediately, because I just can't do it. He, he pulls, like, kitchen sinks and- Yeah, yeah, he's like, he starts pulling up, like, you know, springs and an accordion out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's an accordion sound. Throws it down. Ah, I think I got it. And he, like, polishes it and tosses it into the- the liquid metal. Or the, uh, the, the liquid steel. Yeah, and then they just do that, uh, that, that hoe-down dance that they all do. Yeah. <laughs> John Connor kind of looks at the camera like, Here we go again! Yeah, and the, uh, like, the owner of the steel mill comes in there like, What happened to my steel mill?! And then they just do that fast motion run. <laughs> I... Now, here's something funny that yeah. I remember we talked about. This is going off on the Three Stooges a lot. Yeah. Um, but I remember having this conversation or talking about this a long time ago that what if when they threw the uh, the T-1000 into the uh, the molten steel, yeah. it's like he, he doesn't die. You know, he just kind of dissipates so much that, you know, all the steel that's in there, even though it's molten, is all part of his body now. Yeah. And he kind of rises up as this giant molten steel beast. Like, there's nothing you can do at that point. He is done uh, for. True, but then again, all you would have to do is wait until the steel hardens. <laughs> and then he's just a statue. Yeah. <laughs> a, a permanent sentient statue. And it's like, like, I imagine his eyes can still move around, yeah. so when people are walking by and, like, I don't know, like, waving to it and rubbing <laughs> its belly for good luck or whatever, like, it... Just, its eyes just always looking at him, just kind of pissed off looking eyes, just staring down at them, but I, I imagine can't do anything. I imagine whoever owns the statue just kind of, eventually gets creeped out enough to put big googly eyes on it. <laughs> over its regular yeah, eyes. Yeah, over its regular- <laughs> it can't do anything about it. Mm. Mm. What'd you say? Mm. Shut up, you're scaring the patrons. Now. That, that's the sound googly eyes make. Yeah, of course. <laughs> ah, that's a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, that'd be a, that's a, that's a that's a solid ending to yeah, Terminator Two. You know, the T One Thousand kind of had it coming too. Like he's not a good guy, so. And, oh and, no. And, and, okay, how, how go many, on. How many people did T One Thousand kill in that movie? Let's see. He killed. Let's see, he killed the uh, the first cop. Uh, he killed the parents. Okay, and They're, he killed that fat guy. Uh, presumably the dog. Oh. Oh yeah, he deserves it. So he's like, uh, kills about four people. He he made a guy jump out of the helicopter. Yeah, which, he survived. Uh, did he though? That was he pretty probably yeah. did. Uh, I mean, he was not. He's never gonna walk again. But he survived. Yeah, you said you got the security guard. Uh, yeah, the the fat guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's four people. I, he scared Doctor Silverman. <laughs> well, that's just that's a that's a plus in my yeah. book for him. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, okay, that takes that takes one of the deaths away. Which death does that take away? Uh, the, not the, George Mason's. That's too hard. hard but uh, maybe the security guard. Nah, maybe Ramirez uh, from uh, Alien. Was that her name? Uh, Vasquez. Vasquez. That's what it was. Uh, maybe maybe it take her death away. Uh, I guess. Or maybe the cop in the beginning. They're like him scaring Silverman would take that first guy out. And yeah. oh, that's right. I forgot he killed the cop in the beginning. 
So like he didn't punch him. He probably just, you know, I think they, if you listen to it, it has like a a slice sound. Yeah, a slicing sound. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm full of shit. I don't know. I was actually thinking about. I was actually gonna watch Terminator Two for our movie today. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was like, ah, let me see if there's something else out. Let me flip yeah, around, yeah. find something uh, a little bit different. Uh, cause you know, I, I just watched the first one. I was like, yep, yeah, I'll probably watch the next one soon. Yeah, even even all these years later, it still holds up. Uh, I think that it might be one of the probably one of the greatest sequels ever made. Yeah, that is, that's a tough one. Uh, like I, would, I can't disagree with that. Like I don't uh, I don't know if you would consider um, Empire Strikes Back to be a sequel or just part two in a trilogy. Uh, uh it's it's, I, a, it's, a know, gray, I, it's a gray area. I, I would say it's a sequel because uh, New Hope was. Uh, self-contained enough to where it could be a uh, a complete series. Like you could say, all right, maybe they uh, killed off the Empire by s destroying the Star Destroyer. Yeah, like okay, Darth Vader survived, but that Governor didn't. Uh, yeah. Tarkin didn't survive, and that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. So um, it looks like the tide has turned either way. But yeah, okay, I can see a sequel from like Part Two's point of view. It was a sequel, you know. Yeah, and. You know, even that, I, I, I do think that is my, my favorite Star Wars movie, but I do think I like Terminator 2 as a sequel better than uh, Star Wars 2. Yeah. Just mainly because um, Darth Vader's cool and all, but the T-1000 would kick his ass. Yeah. Though both of them had problem with lava. <laughs> I, I think uh, a good second place would be Aliens, which is another, another Cameron movie. Yep. Uh, he does good sequels. I, I would say that... I personally like Aliens better than I like Alien. Uh, I agree. Um, so, like, it is one... I remember I, I didn't like Alien the first time I saw it. Well, the first time I saw it, I only saw, like, the last half hour, so I thought it was good. Yeah. And I rented it, and, like, I was literally... I was, like, 15 years old, and it was the last time that a movie made me scream out loud. Oh, yeah? And, um, it was... What, what was the scene? It was the, uh... In the, the vents? The vents, yeah. Because I was watching, and I was like, oh, this is some pretty good stuff, and, you know, they turn around, and it's very well pace and shot. Oh, yeah. And you turn around and you see it and I was like, oh! And, like, I was actually surprised that it, it, it startled me so much. Oh, it was definitely a very good jump scare. Like, yeah. it's, and I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but that was a good jump scare. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so I rented the movie and I watched it. I was like, oh, now I can see it from the beginning. And I was like, yeah, the last half hour is the only good part. Yeah. Yeah. But I've come around that movie a little bit, but I still like the sequel better. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely the sequel. I uh, I grew up with the sequel, which now that I think about it, that's not really, you know, not not a healthy movie for like a eight to ten year old. Talking about there's a little kid in it. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they mostly but, uh, come out at night. Mostly. mostly. And uh, yeah, I I loved the movie. In fact, I, I was uh, kind of a. You know, infatuated. Like I, I wanted to know more about the aliens and mm -hmm. and all that jazz. I, and then uh, I, I heard that it was okay. It's a sequel. I'll watch the original. I might be able to, uh, you know, get more, you know, more about it. Like know a lot more how how you know where they came from. And uh, you, you kind of do. And yeah, I it's, guess uh, it, it's and it's boring <laughs> it, it, that that was you know i i kind of get it like it uh they were kind of going for the the spielberg approach with the uh with the creature where you know you don't see it yeah, as often less is more kind of yeah and i do uh, i do like that um they they wanted to make a 
horror movie in space. Yeah. And, you know, that's a pretty, you know, neat idea and a very tall order. And it's very rare to have a movie that is both horror and sci-fi and can do both well. Yeah. Very, yeah. I can't really think uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to rack my brain for one right now. Maybe, well, no, I was gonna say maybe virus, well, no, uh, no, was it, uh... Yeah, I can see that. Not really, it's more of a horror in the ocean, but I would definitely say, uh... It's robots. Yeah, it's true. But go ahead, what do you say? Uh, I would say, uh, Event Horizon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely a space horror. Okay, yeah, it's a sci-fi horror, that's, uh, you know, they, although... Uh, totally different caliber movies. I've never seen yeah. the uh, the director's cut of Event Horizon. Though Wait, hear, is there one? I think that there is. That there's a uh, that they restored. Uh, I, hear, I hear it's gory as hell. Yeah, that they restored like missing footage or something. I could be full of shit. Um, but I I hear that there's a extended cut with uh, yeah with the the more, most of the gore uh, put back in. And I would I would like to check that out. I think it'd probably yeah. be. I remember when I first saw it, I was kind of un underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, same here, because y you know why. Yeah. You, you know exactly why. Now, here's the funny thing. Uh, when I was in uh, school, when I was in Millersville, this is a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, people were talking about... Uh, I guess we we're talking about space or something, and they were talking about like, oh, if you you know you punch a hole here and another hole here, you can kind of you know slide through like you know the whole wormhole thing. Yeah, oh, what uh, that thing? Oh, from a, yeah. Well, there, yeah, that what, what happened in Event Horizon? Quoting, were they quoting Event no, Horizon? No, they were quoting Stranger Things. But I was like, uh, but I was excited. I was like, oh, you guys have seen Event Horizon, huh? And they kind of looked at me like, no, we were talking about Stranger Things. I'm like, no, you guys were talking about Event Horizon. Yeah. You guys were talking about, uh, Sam Neill. Who? The guy from Jurassic Park. Oh, Chris Pratt. No. <laughs> the guy from Jurassic Park. Who? And, and, uh, uh, Cowboy Curtis. Who? <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Pee Wee Herman. Who? Fine, Stranger Things. Yay! This is how I imagine things went. This is not... Like, it didn't go that route. But in my head, yeah. I think... Uh, this is how I think of things. I'm gonna say something controversial. Uh, I... 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 Don't see the hype about Stranger Things. Well, blow me down. I didn't expect that. No, uh, I know we've talked about this before. It, it's... Like, I do appreciate what they're trying to do, and I think they... Uh, you know, for the most point, are doing it well. Uh, I... It, it just seems... Like, there, there's just nothing that's really drawing me in. It's, it, it's a neat story, but I don't really like any of the characters. Yeah, that's why I, I've, I watched the first episode, and that's why I stopped. I was like, alright, do I like the... You know, do I like this lady here? Do I like... I like the kids. I thought they were yeah, cool. They were alright. Um, but for the most part, I was like, uh, I, there was nothing to really, like you said, nothing to really draw me back in. So yeah. I think you've seen the first season. Uh, I've seen the first couple seasons. Okay, so I I watched the first episode and oops, and that's where I stopped. That's where I drew the line. Uh, I I saw I think at least the first I I, I, I saw definitely the first two seasons. I mm -hmm. think I started the third season and just kind of kind of gave up and. It's not. I think the biggest flaw in the show is that there's too many characters. Okay. And it doesn't really have enough focus to to stay on. There are too many notes. 
Like the Amadeus. Yeah, for the, the emperor from Amadeus. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just, I like I I want to like I want to be like the Goonies, where it mostly stays on these kids, and it doesn't really it doesn't really pay off. Like, I, uh, go on. I was gonna say I wonder. Um, thinking of like, like what Stranger Things is and everything um, is basically a television show, even though it's a streaming service. It's basically a yeah. television show um, for like the generation, I guess, like our generation and a little bit below. Um, yeah. So I wonder what uh, if you think of the people who, like back in the fifties, they were making I Love Lucy and everything like that. Yeah. Like, if you could somehow go back in time and take the, the PlayStation and, like, find a way to hook it all up and somehow get the yeah. streaming service there or just bring the DVD back or something and be like, all right, I want you guys to watch this, se- this season of uh, the show called Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, how do you think they would react to it? I, I think they'd be very confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's, huh, it's tough because... Like, uh, they make references, like '80s references, and to things that you know these Hasn't people would happened. have no, like they wouldn't even know about it for 30 years. Yeah, they would. Uh, I think that a big chunk of it would be like over their head. Of course, I'm, I'm already. Uh, I'm just gonna say that when I walk in there with yeah. my PlayStation <laughs> and my HD TV, I'm like, all right, you guys got some, uh, you guys got some like you know plugs and everything. I'm okay. I'm just imagining that they're on board with the whole time travel aspect. I, I think after you know, I, I'm guessing it's going to be several months of preparation. Like you know, you you eventually you know break down. Like all right, TV will be in color, <laughs> and then TV will be bigger and flatter and <laughs> and less radioactive. <laughs> And you know, once you once you get them settled down into, uh, you know, that their world is shattered. Yeah, then, like once a frenzy ends. Yeah, then you could probably bring them into the show. And I think, uh, you know, once they're you're showing them a show uh, from the far future, uh, you know, about the not so far future. Yeah. Uh, I think what they're probably going to do is just complain about what people dress like in the 1980s. <laughs> it's just going to be uh, them, you know, it's, it's mostly going to be culture commentary. Yeah, I like Matt, like, where's the zoot suit? Says the guy, like, yeah. who's like spinning a watch around. <laughs> uh, I think it's like, why is his hair so big? Oh, I, uh, why why don't they brush their hair in the future? Why can't this one get a haircut? He 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 needs a haircut. And what's with the music? They're so loud. Where's the <laughs> where's where's the uh, uh the bopper? Mind and, you, mind you, all these people are in their thirties, like, and they're yeah. still speaking like this because I just imagine that's what all old people from the fifties yeah, spoke like. Of always, course. like what? And you know, <laughs> I, I I wasn't doing an old person voice. I think. Maybe I was. Fifties voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. I think I was just doing a. I guess we went to Brooklyn. (laughs) Like that. That's where the the weakness in the time space continuum is. In Brooklyn, it's in uh, Brooklyn or Queens. It's like you go you go there, and there's like every like even now every uh, time period is there at once. There's no. It's the one place that's stuck. That's just out of time. Yeah. It's like hey, you want to use the vortex? You gotta stand in line (laughs) like the rest of us. Hey, is that guy trying to cut in front of us with the vortex? Hey. 
I've been here since the Renaissance. <laughs> I need to get back and paint some paintings. Look at his haircut. He should get a haircut. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Fine, I'll stand at the back of the vortex. So what are you going to use the vortex for? I don't know. Win some lotteries? Uh, uh, you guys are just unimaginative. What are you going to use it for? Mm, I got to save John Connor. He's in trouble. Ah, <laughs> uh, this guy. You chowed ahead. John Connor's been dead for 30 years. Boink. Ow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I move ahead in the line. Like, they just, they slap each other. I just go around them. And, and then, uh, then Mo turns around. And there's another curly. I killed him. I killed John <laughs> Connor by accident. So we gotta. Hey, what if we team up? Uh, then you'll both kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Spread out. Let me handle this. Then there's like a mo with uh, like half his face burned off. <laughs> I was gonna say with egg beaters for hands. Uh, oh. <laughs> like in The Simpsons. Like guys, we made a terrible mistake. Like uh, we need to re really rethink our strategy. Mo, maybe I should get a crack, and then... <laughs> hey, you guys gonna move the line up there? Like, more and more if you keep on showing up! <laughs> like, alright, let's just go around them. Like, I imagine there's a certain point, like, that there's just an exponentially increasing level of stooges <laughs> that just keep on showing up at the back of the line. Eventually, they kind of cordon off a part of town. It's just stooge <laughs> town for at least until they're dead. Yeah, it's... It, here's the thing. It's like, the line is moving at a steady clip, but if you're at the back of the line, there's an infinite amount of stooges in front of you so that it is a time cul-de-sac. <laughs> so it doesn't matter <laughs> how fast the line is moving. It is infinitely, you know, growing exponentially <laughs> the amount of stooges. I that's- that's terrible. Like, that, there is no good outcome for that. Well, yes there is. There's only one hope. The guy who's standing directly in front of the Stooges is the last line of defense for time. Until- uh, I, And that person is you, Britain. How do you I, save this? I- I don't know. I- I'm- I'm at the end of the line of infinity. I don't know how to- in Well, here's- no, no, I, you're right in front of them. Oh, I'm you're directly in front of them, and you I'm see what's going on. I'm in front of infinity. Yeah, you're in front of infinity, and it's okay. just getting more infinite. <laughs> um, so it's like, like the line's getting shorter and shorter, and you keep on yeah. looking back, and you're like, this ain't going anywhere. And you realize that you are the one who has to stop the infinite expansion of the Stooges. Okay. How do, how do you stop that? You get one crack at the vortex. I... Huh. I would have to kill Edison when he's inventing the, uh, <laughs> inventing the, uh, was it the, uh... Oh, the, yeah, uh, the, the... The film, the film camera. Um... Yeah, uh, I'd go back even further, and, uh, the guy who invented the, the photograph, like... <laughs> like, you know, maybe, but it's an inevitability, like... Mm, film cameras are inevitable! It was a judgment day! It's inevitable! Like, huh, we gotta think outside the box here, fellas. Um... I imagine you try to, re like, you find some way to replace the uh, the first uh, Stooges uh, skit, the woman haters. Yeah. Like, you replace it with, uh, Laurel and Hardy, no, no, uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. And you come back, you're like, oh, and you look, and there's just Abbott and Costello in line behind you. But Indefinitely. Yeah, now they're Infinite. now they're infinitely expanding, too. Uh, eventually, I just go back and stomp on the fish that comes out of the water. <laughs> you start fading away. 
But then you fade into... <laughs> then, yeah. then, then Curly yeah. appears next to you. The fish was inevitable! Then I reappear and I'm in line as one of the Stooges. <laughs> no! No! Hey, no cotton. No cotton, no cotton, no cotton. <laughs> it's a Twilight Zone episode. I, I know. <laughs> the silliest one possible. The, uh, what are we going to call it? The, <laughs> the infinite Stooge problem. The Stooge at the end of the line. <laughs> the Stooge at the end of the universe. <laughs> Perfect. It's like, you realize that the more Stooges there are and the more infinite they grow, like, the more they are just just defeating, like, the laws of the universe. Well, uh, uh, do you want you, you want to go down this rabbit hole? Of course I do. Uh, because eventually, like, if you have a continuing, you know, something that continues to embiggen indefinitely without stop, eventually it will... Here it goes. It'll it will collapse, collapse into, into a, a black, black hole, hole. Yep. I knew and that's consume the universe. <laughs> I knew was, that's where that was going. Like, you know, remember in 2010, Space yeah. Odyssey 2, like, where all the, uh, all the monoliths pretty much form, like, a black hole or yeah, something? Yeah, they all, they all pummel, they all, uh, topple into Jupiter and, uh, collapse into a black hole. Well, that is basically what... Or, or no, it collapses do. into a star, but you could do the same with a black hole. That's what happens, like, it's the stooge black hole, and it uh, just... I imagine they're all doing the running on the floor thing as they're toppling <laughs> into the, toppling into the star. <laughs> <laughs> until until they burn up, <laughs> and and that's that that black hole is just an ever increasing black hole, and it eventually the black hole takes over the entire universe until the black hole is the universe. Oh yeah, it would eventually consume everything, and uh, I imagine in the singularity it's just. Yeah, somehow they're still alive in this single point of infinite density. Uh, spread out. We can't! It's a singularity! <laughs> they're, they're all, like, smushed together. Yeah. I see, I imagine at the center of the singularity is just you with your hands in your pockets, like... <sighs> well... I didn't do it. <laughs> I... I... I caused the end of the universe. Well, actually, I'm at the... You're at the focal point. You're at the literal center of the entire universe now. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. Other and universes are being invaded by this universe. Other universes are trying to get get their distance away from this, like, this... Go ahead. Uh, this one that's, you know, getting bigger. A and, rogue universe. Yeah, a rogue universe that's just getting bigger and more stupid. The mayor... <laughs> The mayor of, like, the nearest universe, like, starts the universe and starts driving it away. <laughs> but, like, our universe is, like, right behind him. Go faster! Faster! Uh, I can't! Uh. Like, our universe turned into that bad neighborhood when the, uh, <laughs> in, uh, yeah, National Lampoon's yeah. vacation. Like, other universes are rolling up their window yeah. as they're going by our universe. Like... <laughs> It's just a moment of stopping for other universe where they realize, like, that their universe is being drawn, being pulled into this other universe. Ugh. And, you know, yeah, and you are the only thing that lives I outside of time. Outside, like, inside the center of the universe, you're just sitting there just bored. I, you, you would think I wouldn't be, seeing as I have the entirety of all the universe and time at my disposal. But, nope, what are you gonna do? Well, I guess you 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 summon a can. Uh, I guess so. So you just so you can kick it. Like, uh, 
I know the entirety of everything and every anything that can and will be. Uh, what else is there? I guess it's like Mr. You know, Doctor Manhattan's problem. <laughs> like, uh, you know, how how exciting is life when you know its entirety? Huh. That's actually an interesting idea. Now, like, I mean, I know Doctor Manhattan beat us at a punch there, but uh, yeah. the Britain in the middle of the universe—that's the sequel to the Stooges at the end of the universe. <laughs> that's our book that we're writing, or the uh, the episodes we're writing. Yeah, uh, the Britain in the middle of the universe, like, you know, with literally everything at the at the pretty much at your whim. Yeah. You know, but what 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 is there to do? What else can you do? Well, you know, what can you do when every when you know the outcome of everything? When you know every single thing that could ever be known or ever will be known. Yeah. And you've done everything that can be done or will be done. Uh, you know, when the entirety of all existence throughout time is pretty much the uh you know, the mental equivalent of a tic-tac-toe game. Here we go. <laughs> uh, like, what, uh, you know, what is there? What else? I guess death. As <laughs> a, I guess then, you know, as Peter Pan, it's the next, you know... Next you, great adventure. Next great adventure. It's like, no, Britain, you can't die once you do every universe ever dies. If you die, it is the heat death of everything. It's like, not only that, it's like, well, you're God now, Britain. <laughs> What would no. you? Oh, no! no. <laughs> like I would be the worst god you could. You could, <laughs> like, I like. People would pray to me, and I just want to be left alone. <laughs> uh, you know, may, maybe that. Maybe that's what it is. Like maybe that's the final like, answer. The, the final answer is that. You know, it turns out that I was the god of our universe, stuck out of time, <laughs> and I just want people to leave me alone. So and that's the, why no one's pr prayers get answered. Like all the prayers that you hear, you just ignore. You just think like, oh, it's like you're falling asleep, and you're just like, man, just the put prayers voice, are keeping me up. Put it on voicemail. <laughs> put it on auto reply. No. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> I hate having this Britain. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll feel bad, and uh, you know, you know, look at the you know the inbox like, oh, oh those poor kids. <laughs> oh well, uh, click. Yeah, <laughs> delete. I, I imagine every now and again you'll just grant one just to kind of. It's like your it's your Christmas tradition. <laughs> like I have to for tax reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other, otherwise, otherwise you might have to pay more taxes. I, so. I'll have to renew my license. So it's like all right. Um, and every time you, you, like, you try to find the most minuscule prayer, like, like, oh, I wish I could see the magic eye. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, alright, fine, I'll let you, I'll let this kid do it. And it just, it, it butterfly effects into something just chaotic and awful. Yeah, it, like, it butterfly effects to a man in a clock tower with a, with a, uh, rifle. See, I was thinking more along the lines of, now that the kid can see the magic eye, now he wants to keep on seeing more and more of the magic eyes, and then the magic eyes take over his life, so he starts seeing things a little bit differently, like he can start reading computer schematics differently because of the magic eyes, uh -huh. and now he starts building, uh, like a heat ray, <laughs> and... <laughs> Like, and he becomes, like, a mad scientist that, like, melts the polar ice caps and, like, enc encases the world in seawater. Like, this is why I don't answer prayers. It, it's like, somehow I, I I answer a prayer and then some, you know, thousands of poor children get, like, cancer. 
Oh, or, or like, or, or radiation or something like this. Like, it's, the more I try and help, the uh, the worse the universe is because of it. <laughs> it's like you try, like you try the the simplest things you can do. Like, all right, uh, this guy prayed that uh, he'll find some shoes. I think I can let him find yeah. some shoes. And as soon as you click that yes box, like, you know, the side effects are well, Asia's lost. <laughs> It, it floated off into space somehow. Asia sinks into the ocean. It's like, and then, uh, and great, now, uh, now Antarctica is hovering 6,000 <laughs> feet above the Earth. Alright, then no. Alright, well now Earth becomes Neptune. Oh, God. I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Yeah, so choose a better, choose a better prayer to answer. Okay, he gets one shoe. <laughs> The universe will allow this. The universe will find this balance in, uh, as, as okay. I, I guess me as God has to appeal to the universe, which is the board of trustees. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the, like, even though, even though you have these, the powers of a deity, yeah. like, the universe is still basically, like, the clockmaker, like, you know, winding yeah. the clock kind of I, thing. Like, uh... I can only be the executor of the laws that the universe pass. <laughs> and so, like, you try to find the most minimal compromises that you can make. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Alright, this one stray dog finds a lovely home with this lovely family. That man was, uh, Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That dog was named Blondie. And on that note, Wally. Uh, very good movie. I, I think it, you know, even all these years later, it still holds up. It's and it is very charming. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, I think that they they do almost everything right that they can do with it. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's it. Take it easy. A toodaloo. That'll hold a little less obese.